Hi, I wanted to do a quick recording on the topic of passion. I think that um, it's very important to live a life that has joy in it and has passion in it. Um, And honestly, a lot of times we can't get there unless we've really walked the walk and lived some life. Yes, Rose is joining the conversation. She's talking too. If you hear little clicks and sounds, that's Rose. She's talking to us. Hi, she's waving as well. Um, But something I like to think about is it's hard to really find what your niche is and what your um, true talents are. It can be confusing. I think when we're little, it might be a little easier. I know sometimes people like to go back Yes, you just a talker, Rose. Like to go back and think, well, what did I say as an innocent little child? What came to me first? What did I say um, I want to be when I grow up? And I like that. I think that's good. I think that's neat. But I also think sometimes we're pushed as kids to say something. Um, so for all of us, that doesn't resonate. Or resonate for all of us. That isn't the thing. I do remember when I had my natural feeling of what I want to be when I grow up. And some of those things, they were a concert violinist. They were a mom, always a mom, always, always a mom. Um, Sometimes it was just I wanted to be left alone. (laughs) I was a very shy kid early on. And so really I just could not imagine saying anything I wanted to be. Um, Maybe I would say teacher back then. I can't even remember. But when I was about eight or nine, I started to shift and say a school psychologist and then also of course the concert violinist and you know when I was about 14 it was a model (laughs) but something I want to share is a lot of times the best way to find our passion and something that we can really um, benefit the world with through our talents is if it's something that we recently went through Um, a lot of times some big Uh, crisis even, trauma, or even amazing experience, but usually it's actually a challenge and a pretty hard thing. Um, A lot of times, that again is Rose, Rose likes to talk like Donald Duck, so that's Rose in the background, but a lot of times the um, way we find our passion and our talent is something big we just went through. We tend to have um, passion about it and usually want to use some of that energy and knowledge that we got from that event to then help others. I've absolutely found that to be true. When I was young and I was dyslexic and went through um, extensive psych testing with the school system, went through special ed programs, um, went through high school then with you know getting very good grades and then went through college my BA and then my master's doing very well and then um, always feeling very driven to go and maybe help others because I went from uh, really really feeling I was dumb and not good enough and afraid to speak and afraid to write and afraid to misspell a word and afraid um, to even have a dream to just figuring it out to just figuring it out and doing good. (laughs) So, um, that was something that I always have felt passionate to help people with. Um, then another thing was my divorce 
when I thought maybe I would one day help people um, figure out how to get it all together because as a young person, I became a licensed therapist very young. Um, I became a homeowner. I mean, I wouldn't say very young for a homeowner, but but I was, I was a homeowner. Uh, my owned cars. <laughs> we could travel and we could have a pretty nice life. And I really felt like um, I had something to offer the world and I felt pretty accomplished. And then I didn't. Um, my husband left, I was a single mom, did not have enough money, home foreclosed, cars went away. I had to work eventually, um, you know, be a working mom, had to live with my parents. Um, You know, just very humbling, but also very exciting. So uh, I have other things too, like when I um, was a nursing mom, a new mom, um, I felt like those were areas too I really wanted to help. And I think I did help people. I think I know I helped myself, I know I grew a lot, but every one of those were a huge challenge. So um, when I remarried, I remember thinking, now it's the time, here's my niche. Um, I will talk about remarriage and blended families and being a stepmom. And then I have this daughter, this daughter with a trisomy 18 who um, has taken us on such a journey. So that is another thing I'm very passionate about. And I just want to encourage people to take a look at their life and see what is just bubbling over in them. Uh, What if they just can't wait to give their opinion on? I think we can always grow and spin on that. If you are very triggered and passionate and worried and scared about the climate of our uh, politics and our country, and just even the world, then there's something there. Maybe dig a little deeper and see what you have to share and it could definitely be something to help the world if you are just given the diagnosis that your child might have trisomy 18. You suddenly feel isolated, deflated, and um, very alone because a life you thought growing in you was gonna bring so much to your life, to the future, and now you've just been handed this terminal diagnosis, I wanna challenge you to um, find what this can evoke in you. Um, This could be the thing that wakes you up and gets you passionate and gets you helping the world be a better place and get you helping yourself and helping others. So um, with that being said, I just wanna encourage on all those points, go through your life and see. A lot of times though, It's current. It's something you maybe recently just went through. And that thing is just right there, so fresh. And I think a beautiful thing about Facebook is we can go right on it and social media as a whole, and we can share that. But I think it could get lost um, if you don't find your audience and you don't find the people that need you. So I think it's neat to think of yourself and think of others. I just wanted to share that. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot. And I hope that everybody has a great day. And I hope that Rose's sounds and squishes and babbles come across on this. Um, She is 17 months, living the good life. Sitting here now, making tons of sounds and um, just cheering me on. So uh, take care, everybody. I hope you have a great day.
Hi, this is Mary. I wanted to do this podcast on the topic of perspective, grace, and self-talk. So this actually, I'm going to always use on this podcast, I'm going to be using medical parent issues and situations, but anybody uh, faces challenges. So hopefully um, this can help others as well. But for me and for the new parent, what I really hope the new medical parent or even the seasoned medical parent, I just want to talk about clinics um, and then how those also relate to stress. Outpatient clinics can be very scary, stressful, and hard. Just like in life, uh, many things can be stressful and hard. When you take your child to their outpatient clinics, you often are already pretty exhausted and tired from your home cares. You're concerned about doing medical cares and tending to their urgent needs on the road and then in the office. Something that I really like to tell myself is, I have a plan, I have my supplies, we are safe. I also always need an exit plan. If my worst fear is true, and if that little ticking clock underneath that makes me feel so anxious is true, that Rose could be put in a life or death situation, then I can do the right thing and call 911 and have help. If I'm at a hospital doing my clinics and Rose starts to have a big, big problem, I can get her to the ER at that hospital and I can have help. Both of those are not very easy and both of those are not perfect, but they're what we have if it goes as bad as we're fearing it could go. Okay, so I definitely have those in the back of my mind. And since I never want to do those two things, <laughs> since I never want to have to call um, an ambulance or go into the ER and kind of start from scratch, uh, half the stuff that they would do, I could do. So I keep myself calm and in a rational place so that I can do them. But if we got to a point where I couldn't, I would need to do those. Quick example. One time I was out and my adapter that goes onto my oxygen tank that makes that give Rose oxygen, that would not work. There's something in there called a washer. The washer would not work. So I could not get that tank to work and she was desetting, desetting, desetting. Um, I had to pop into the hospital's ER and I had to quickly shout out that we needed help. I got some help um, and it was not easy and it was not quick, but I got some help and that's what matters. If you get to a point like that, those are really your two options. You call 911 or you get to an ER. For the most part, that is not going to be the issue. But I just want to put that out there. So hopefully with everybody else in a, in a crisis situation, know the exit plan. What is, where, what is the red button you push? What is the, okay, alarm, big guns, big help, big support. Everybody needs something that they can land on, somebody's net. For the medical um, parent, that is your net. That is your net. You get to the medical care. You get to the, you get the ambulance to you. Um, that's your net. It's not perfect, but it's a net, and you deserve it. So if you get to a point like that, then know those. People with just other situations. You're in a job. You're in a marriage. You're in a fight with your spouse. You're panicking. Um, your bill is due. You owe money. Your credit score is low. Whatever it is, know the extreme safety net. If you don't know it, go research it and find it and have it there. Because as you do some self-talk and calm yourself down when you start to panic, 
you can always bring that up. Is it time for my safety net? And it's there. Now, the best thing to do is to calm those thoughts by saying, we're going to be okay. I got this. We're safe. I can take it step by step. At clinics, I think one of the biggest challenges that I faced as a new parent was once I got there, I was pretty worn. The road trip in, the needs of the night before, the anticipation of if they can help me or not help me, all of it combined, not to mention with the physical labor, um, just had me worn. And when you arrive, it's actually more work. You're expected to present your child in a way where they can be calm and get observed. You need to get them weighed and measured. And for a parent that has to stop a feeding pump, adjust a pull of socks, figure out oxygen, watch their child, carry their child, take tons of stares from others, and then remember what to ask and get from the specialist, it's exhausting. I learned real quick no one there was going to help me. I think it's important to have grace. An example of that is I needed to plug in a suction machine once and I was told no. I needed to use my nebulizer um, in a private area once. I was told no. I think those could have been done with a lot more grace. And I think that, um, that, that people deserve that. I've had strangers step in and help me. And that has been wonderful. I have had to ask strangers to step away and give us our space. Um, and I have to get good at asking that nicely. And I do. And then I move through my cares. I get real focused. Um, I get it done. And I now look forward to clinics. I enjoy them. So hopefully um, knowing your safety net, knowing who can help and how they can help, to where you're going and knowing that um, you might need accommodations and seeking out how to get them that can help too for example when Rose was very sick I needed a place to do her um, nebulizer there really wasn't any place to do that so I did find a spot to plug it in and then at another clinic um, I found a, an employee nursing room that I got permission to use and that helped too so there's certain things. Just know what you need and ask for it. Also, take a deep breath when no one gets it. No one gets it. Um, today we had very stressful sleep study. Uh, it's our third attempt. We scheduled two more. I'm sorry, not sleep study. It was a hearing test that involved Rose sleeping. She did not sleep. We have two more scheduled. And the way I helped for my breakdown and my crying and my crying and my anger and no one gets it and my frustration is I took a deep breath and I said, how can this be the stepping stone? I see Rose as a three-year-old girl, hearing aids behind her ears, big, strong girl, laughing, talking, babbling, loving her hearing aids. How do we get her there? I pulled it together. We problem solved. In August, we do this again. And, um and I need to move on. What good came out of it is I wanted to do this podcast. So each person has to think of their own phrases. Phrases that help me are this. I am safe. I am not in a war zone. It is okay if people have to wait for me. It is okay if people are frustrated with my child or confused by her. I don't have to take care of them. We need these clinics to get her 
big and strong in what she needs. We can change doctors if this goes terrible. And you move through them. Little mishap that happened to me today after I was in complete tears after Rose finally fell asleep in her sleep study and then was woken up because we were run out of time and we had to reschedule for the third time. At least I found some comfort in the fact that my stepdaughter gave me beautiful Ray-Bans. I could put on my Ray-Bans. And um, I bought myself a beautiful Eddie Bauer backpack diaper bag. Hooked that on my stroller and I'm walking out. I'm walking out crying, but I say, oh my goodness, I'm so grateful. Look at this cool diaper bag I bought. Look at how together this whole stroller looks. I got this. Okay, that's fine. I felt good. Take her car seat out. Well, the new backpack hooked to the straps makes it heavy with my suction machine. The stroller goes down and the coffee spills all over my brand new backpack. I bend down to get it. My Ray-Bans fall and they go under my car. I'm standing there crying. Sometimes it doesn't feel fair. But usually it's when I hit a a low like that that I almost have to laugh. So laughter and give myself grace. It's just a backpack. I can get a new one. I take it off. I look at it. It still looks pretty darn good. (laughs) I get to bend down and go under my car and get my um, glasses. And remember that I need an oil change and all that good stuff. So anyways, it all works out. And I just want to share with parents heading to clinics or people going out in the world doing typical things needed of them but feeling anxiety and feeling like it's scary and life or death. You can do it. You can find your safety net. You can find your phrases that work for you. You can call yourself to action. I tell myself, grow up. Um, I don't think that's a good phrase for everyone. Some people have really negative connotation to that because maybe their childhood or that's not a safe saying. But for me, it's safe. For me, I'm telling myself to just do it. do it. Grow up, girlfriend. (laughs) Be assertive and go do it. So for me, that works. You'll have your own thing that works for you because it needs to also be tenderhearted to yourself. Um, So yes, so with your safety nets, with your self-talk, and then with having realistic expectations for those around you, um, that is how you do it. That's how you get through these clinics and that's how you get through hard actions you have to take in life. As a medical parent, they don't stop. They keep coming one after another. I'm going to head home. I'm going to parent my kids. We're going to have some family fun. Uh, We might even face some confrontations. That's okay. That's life. And then I go back to Rose's physical therapy. And I'm a little nervous. Again, and I'm going to utilize all these things too. I'm going to know what my safety net is. And sometimes your safety net might even be canceling that appointment. I'm going to know what to say to myself when the panic arises or the stress or the anger or the resentment um, arise. And then I'm going to know what to realistically expect from others. Hope that helps, guys. I hope you have a great day. And um, let's just keep on the mission of getting our kids the best. Let's keep on the mission of giving ourselves the best. All right, take care.